0: set of skills, skills that make me a nightmare for people
1: He's Dog Nation, typically Tuesdays. He said, absolutely, yes, here he is.
0: Griff, on Saturday, Georgia, what happened? Uh, they expired. It expired. The streak expired. The uh, I think the schedule number run, injuries, and Alabama played better. Georgia uh, had issues on offense, defense, and special teams, and Alabama was good enough to win by three, and Jalen Milroe didn't make uh, mistakes or didn't make those tragic mistakes that, that we've seen him make in other games. He played a clean game, and, uh, you know, Georgia had some penalties, took them out of field goal range, uh, cost them a 50-yard missed field goal, turned the ball over inside their 11, and led to three Alabama points. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was a 29-game win streak, finally came to an end, and uh, you got to give Alabama a lot of credit. Um, they played really well. I thought Alabama won the line of scrimmage as well.
1: The fumble there on that mesh point handoff, how significant was
0: that? It was one of four or five plays you look at and, and say that could have been a difference. I mean, there there were four or five things. It was Carson taking a sack, uh, and then the next play, a false start that moved him back 10 yards, and you know, then Kid hits the upright on a 50-yard field goal, makes it from 40. Um, so that's three points, right? And then that fumble, the defense held, so... You basically gave Alabama three points there in the third quarter after you'd scored and gotten a stop. Um so that was a potential um momentum turn uh, that you lost out on. But but I wonder, you know, just how effective Jalen Milroe is running the football. It just felt like when Alabama needed to put move the football, they did. Um you know, the Georgia defense, we've we've talked about their defensive line all year long not being as dominant as as it's been. Um you saw, you know, we talked about their All-American middle linebacker being out the last three games, and lo and behold, a freshman blows the coverage uh, on a first and 20 in the first half, freshman linebacker. So, uh, look, Georgia's human. Um, This year's Georgia team wasn't as deep as other ones. Uh, As I've said all year, Kirby did an unbelievable job. Um, This team didn't have the margin for error that the past two Georgia teams did. And Alabama's getting hot at the right time.
1: Also, McConkey and Bowers. Let's start with McConkey. He tried various times this year to come back, right? And he couldn't sustain it. He just couldn't stay healthy.
0: Too yeah, bad. he had a couple games where he, where he was really good. When Brock first got hurt, I think he went for over 150. Um, but he got hurt again against Ole Miss. Uh, yeah. He got rolled up on blocking. Um, and then he tried to go against Tennessee and re-injured it early in that game. And and him and Brock hadn't gone through the last fifteen practices, so you know, look, it sounds like a lot of excuses. Uh, look, everybody's got players injured uh, at this time of season. It's just which guys are hurt and where do you have depth? And and Georgia didn't have that that next explosive receiver behind Ladd. They they don't have another Brock Bowers. They don't have another All American middle linebacker. So you, you know, you lose key g- guys like that. It makes a difference, but. Uh, you know, and then last year they didn't. Last year they were able to stay healthy at key spots and the year before. So this this is why teams don't three-peat, because ultimately it seems like the odds catch up to you. And uh, so Georgia's won 45 out of the last 47. Um only team that's beat them the last three years is Alabama.
1: Was Georgia deep down, Griff, pretty sure losing that game had them out of the
0: top four. Well, I think if Texas – I'll tell you what what really hurt the SEC was Alabama losing to Texas because uh, had Alabama and Texas not played and they were both one-loss teams, you could have made a case Georgia's a better team than Texas for sure, Um, and I think they are. But because Texas beat Alabama, it, it kind of put them ahead of Alabama in the pecking order. And so you play transitive properties, and Alabama just beat Georgia. So that really kind of screwed the league. When Alabama lost at home, that was kind of a double whammy uh, for Georgia to lose head-to-head and then lose to a team that lost to Texas, another team that was in playoff contention. So they would have needed Texas to lose, I think.
1: Tom in Myrtle Beach wants to know, Griff, do you have any idea about players opting out of the bowl game, the Orange Bowl?
0: Well, I know that Kendall Milt says he's playing. I know Cedric Van Prant said he plans to play I think I know lad McConkey is gonna to try to play uh based on what I know about Brock Bowers. He would try to play too, but i don't I haven't heard that from his mouth yet um I'm sure there'll be some guys that opt out uh really, you're gonna see some guys in the portal. I mean Kirby kind of gave us a heads up. there's gonna be a lot of portal action out of Georgia so said they're going to have to play some other kids uh, just to cover for some guys going in the portal. So you're going to see a lot of free agency all over the place. Kirby says he thinks it's going to be at a record pace this year. So I got a feeling today is going to be um, like no other uh, portal opening day we've ever seen before.
1: Yeah, big big names. Kyle McCord this morning, overnight. Walter Nolan, five-star defensive lineman from a couple of years ago, played his senior year in Knoxville. Jeff in Ashland City. Ask Griff. And, Griff, I have no idea if you've been able to look into this. Local player from CPA, Christ Presbyterian, who played at Vanderbilt, freshman London Humphreys, who was very good for them this year. There's talk that maybe his destination is Georgia.
0: I I mean, I saw the same thing. I saw the same report. I I don't know. I'm not privy to that. I'm not sure what's going on in the receiving core. Um, You know, I I guess we're going to find out about Carson back soon. I would think Carson's coming back. I didn't think he played – particularly well in the SEC chain. I didn't think he played horrible, but I didn't think he played well either. Um, you know, if he doesn't underthrow Aaron Smith, that's a seven pointer instead of settling for a field goal, there's another four points. So uh you know it's gonna be a good situation for somebody to play in an NFL style offense and I, I really don't know um I really don't know enough about uh that kid or uh you know the Vanderbilt situation outside of, you know, the things we kinda of beat to death on the show. <laughs>
1: And if backs back, which I agree with you, I assume he is, then we're going to see a quarterback room that's not quite the same. Eventually. Yeah, I think
0: Gunnar Stockton is probably a guy you'll see in the portal. I'm not sure about Vandergriff. It's hard to say. You know, Brock's family's around here, um, and I'm just not sure. You know, he's got other guys on the team he knows. He could obviously go somewhere else and start, or does he wait another year to be next man up? I, I don't know that answer. Um, so, but yeah, I, w- I would agree. I think the quarterback room, it definitely looks different. I mean, you got two, two freshmen coming in, Ryan Tugesey and, um, D- D- Dylan Rayola, um, that are both intent on being here. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a different quarterback room. How motivated will Georgia be to play in the Orange Bowl? Well, you know, they won six bowls in a row and even before the playoff bowls, uh, they beat Baylor and Cincinnati. Um, a couple of guys that opted out of those games. Uh, but you know who knows? I mean, there's some motivation for the senior class. Uh, if they win one more, they'll be the winningest senior class ever. They'll have won 50 games, and they'll have another yet another top 10 season. They finished in the top 10 every year since I guess 2017. Now under Kirby, so I mean, there's motivation to stay, but there's also an opportunity to improve your draft stock. Uh, I remember a few years ago, Aziz Ajilari played and had like three sacks on uh, Desmond Ritter uh, in the bowl game, and and really helped himself out. So. Uh, It depends on their health and their agent and, you know, their commitment to their team. Um, Different people have different thoughts about that. Uh, But my early read is that, you know, a lot of the key guys are going to be playing. Griff, we've got weeks,
1: but you at least living up there in Michigan for a stretch in your life. Michigan, Alabama, how would you handicap that?
0: Yeah, great game. I think Michigan's really good. I thought Michigan and Alabama were the two teams that could beat Georgia. Um, I think uh, I think that's a toss-up. The fact that it's in California is a big advantage for Michigan. Obviously, that's not the closest location to them. Sugar Bowl would have been. But, but they're folks like the Rose Bowl. Um, Alabama has not fared well in California in the past in some games that I can recall. Um, I guess I go back to the 90s. Uh, but I, I think that's an advantage. Um, again, it comes down to Jalen Milrow. Uh, when Jalen Milrow plays really well, I, I, Alabama's really tough to beat. They're good at the line of scrimmage. Um, they're doing really well on defense. I don't know about that Kool-Aid McKinstry injury. I'm not sure the extent of that. He's a key figure for them. Uh, that, that'd just be a really good football game. Uh, but again, I, Milrow to me is the, is the X factor. Uh, when that guy's on, they're, they're really hard to stop.
1: Pack 12 Dave, down on the Emerald Coast, asked this earlier. i pose it to you, though. If you're Mike Norvell, what do you tell your team?
0: I mean, what do you tell your team? I mean, you weren't good enough. I mean, you should have won by – you should have passed for more than 55 yards. It's a tough pill to swallow. They weren't one of the four best. You know, they passed for 55 yards on Louisville. I mean, it's – you know the system's never been fair. What did what did Tommy Tuberville tell two thousand and four Auburn that was undefeated that didn't get to play in the national championship game? What did you know? What did Tulane when they were undefeated one year? I mean, this is this is sports, and um, you know, college football uh, is not a perfect system um, because there's one hundred and thirty three teams, and you know, it's a physical game where you, you can't play a sixty four team tournament. Not all that you want to. Um, you know, it's a week-by-week week game, and, and you, you put your best out there, and, um, you know, let's face it, they weren't the same team without their quarterback, and the charge was to put the four best in there. Now, you know, maybe, you know, they should have rewritten the rules and said you got to be a conference champion or something like that, or um, although I don't think that would have mattered this year. Um, you know, it's just a tough break, you know, but, you know, the chairman of the committee was an ACC guy from NC State, so, Um, You know, hey, blame the ACC. You know, if the ACC and the Big Ten uh, hadn't formed that uh, coalition uh, and put the stall on the playoff, you'd have a 12-team playoff this year. So blame your own conference. Talk to your school president and ask him why he wanted to be part part of a coalition to put the brakes on a college football playoff because you end up screwing yourself.
1: Mike, the Mad Dog Noon in Georgia. Ask Griff is Brian McClendon off that staff taking the pit offensive coordinator job.
0: Yeah, I saw the same reports. I mean, obviously, once it's out there that someone interviews for something and it's public, that's – you know, typically that's a, a good indicator that they could be the guy um, when it gets leaked like that. I, I haven't reached out to Pat Narduzzi, um, and I typically don't on coaching matters. Every now and then I might hit him up on something else. But um, that would be a good move for him to work for Pat and to get back to call and play. So um, – wouldn't surprise me he he's a good coach
1: griff appreciate it man see you next week all right have a good one there he is mike griffith ajc's dog nation would have been on tuesday i would not have broken the rule there but he couldn't go tomorrow all right we're free rest of the way balls will steal Hour three omni nashville hotel